Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 84 of Season 5 of Movie Rub Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action film Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again is Lisa Leahy. Hello, how are you? So Minute 84 <laughs> begins with Holly uh, getting quite smart and ends with John looking intensely uh, forward. So we, we ended things yesterday with Holly starting to stir the pot and asking yes. the stewardess, uh, do you think we, you know, she, she like calls, calls her over and today she continues and says, I was just wondering, uh, th- yeah. this flight originally was supposed to be five and a half hours, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have enough fuel to keep circling around like this? Oh, of course. They anticipate little problems like this. <laughs> I I gotta give this woman credit. That's a slick line to have ready to go. It is a very because, slick line to oh be able to God. also stay with with a straight face. Uh, she smirks a little bit, right. but you know she she yes. she she sells it. You know she and her answer is very very good. Yes, yeah. and I love how she said little problems like this. <laughs> like whoops, yeah. That's right. And as she says it, they, they zoom in on Holly's face, who still looks really scared. You know. I don't blame her. Yeah. And then she, she looks around and, you know, sees the, the public phones. And you see, like, a, a light bulb appear over her head as she's starting to think about uh, what the whole thing is. Now, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's actually interesting because you would think that, you know, I, I – I tried looking this up a few weeks ago and I never could find the answer and I still don't have the official answer of it. You know, like how much extra fuel do they put in planes when they have to, you know, when they, when they, not this much. Well, no, again, we don't know how long they've really been, been uh, circling. Right. You know, let's put it this way. They've been circling at least an hour, you know, if not more, the the assumption is, is they've been circling for more. We don't know, but you know, that, that, that is one of the faults of this movie that, that, as soon as any of these planes realized that there is a major problem in Dulles, at that point you get in contact with Baltimore. You get in contact with someone else and That's say, "That's what I'm saying." Say, yes. Um, well, we're, we're having trouble. We can't contact Dulles, but we're running out of fuel. Can you move us over to your flight pattern? You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, it, the old lady next to Holly is going to be even more pissed. There's no question about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I mean, I agree. Yes, that baffled me. I just kind of explain it away and go, "Well, that's something beyond my pay grade." So yeah, I don't know exactly. It's, I mean, that, that's one of the flaws of this movie. I mean, they, they should have done that at the first place. As soon as they they heard that there was a problem, you know, they should have instead of rack them, stack them, and pack them, they should have just said, "Okay, we're div- diverting all planes from here," and that's it, including FM one. That would have really messed up everyone's plans. <laughs> No kidding, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I know he says that he diverts everybody who's got enough fuel to go somewhere else. So maybe that's the hiccup. Well, is it? Because, again, you know, you know how far is it from Washington to Baltimore? You know, they, they, Honestly, they, say, know. they said that, that Reagan closed down because of, because of the, the storm. The weather. Yes. That could be the other problem because maybe the maybe these other airports that we're thinking of, like Baltimore and stuff, maybe they're closed, too. 
Correct, but you, I'm assuming you can find some airport at some relatively uh, close distance that these planes that have been circling for two hours, if not more, would have been able to, to land. Again, it, I mean, it, would have, would it would have made the movie moot. You know, that, right. that's, that's the whole idea here. We can't have that happen. No, of course not. You know, they, they need to keep everything tense and, and thrilling, and they do because, because of the yes. way that, that, uh, that everything needs to circle around, you know. Absolutely. I mean, we also tried figuring out at one point how many planes there were and, you know, how many planes are in the pattern. And I think that the answer that I got was is at some point someone says that they can see uh, 19 planes or something like that. It's mentioned at some point, you know, how many planes there are, uh, which it's not that big of a number. You know, it's not like they have hundreds right. of planes flying around. Right. You know, so not all at once in one span of like an hour, because even though you have a giant airport, you can't manage that many. Right. Well, no, but we 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 did see the arrivals, uh, you know, oh, the board. arrivals board. Yeah, that's true. So you could see how many planes are, are expected to arrive. You know, how many of them are already, you know, on approach is a completely different thing. You know, that I couldn't tell you. Right. Yeah, that's fair. So we, we would have to 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 see about that. Yeah. Um. And then the you know she she looks over and we we see this light bulb over her head as she's she's looking at the uh, the phone bank on the side there, mm-hmm. you know, and then the shot changes and we're 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 back to John, you know John's out yes. out in the middle of of the 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 snow which again there is no real snow here this movie has no bits of real snow. They, you know, they, they, they talk about the fact of how bad a shoot it was that they couldn't get any type of uh, <laughs> real snow. And, you know, the, the, either they had too much snow or no snow. Because right. because throughout the commentary, Randy Harley mentions how there was no snow. And this scene, he talks about the fact that there was a major snowstorm the night before. And they couldn't film because there were so much winds and so much snow. <laughs> Gotta do it. And then when it got to the next day, they, they, you know, it didn't help them. This is all fake snow. Nope. You know, so. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, it's like the, the, just the nature of the beast. You're never going to be able to get what you want for something like that. Correct. Right. But what, what, what's great here is, is that, you know, at least Bruce Willis is a good enough actor because, you know, we see him brush off this fake snow from, from the thing. And he generally looks as if he's freezing his butt off. You know, you can see, you know, that the way he he grabs his hand after he, uh, you know, moves off the snow, that it it looks like he's got like, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the point of frostburn, but, you know, he, his, his hand, you know, he like shakes his hand because it's cold. I remember it. I remember. I mean, I grew up in Detroit, so there was a lot of snow in the winter. And I remember, you know, I remember I would sometimes, you know, take snow or ice off of the car, you know, with my bare hand if I didn't have a glove on or something like that. And afterwards, your hand is stinging from it because it was so cold. Yeah, you regret that. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. But but the way that he's doing this, you know, makes it seem as if it's really snow, you know, that he's really touching ice. Mm By the way, but it's just funny thinking about the fact that he's brushing off fake fake snow, you know. Yes. <laughs> I will say it didn't occur to me watching the movie again, like except for like maybe one point where I was looking at like uh, like a set design 
It's like, you know, it, it never worried me thinking, oh, this isn't real snow. Like, I think there was one patch, like, on the ground outside the church where I went, that looks a little weird. Does snow actually land that way? But then I got over it because they were doing other things. Right. So. Okay, that's fair. I mean, again, until <laughs> until I listened to the commentary and, and started doing research yeah. for the season, I didn't know that there was no snow. I always believed that they right. – I mean, come on. They were filming in Denver. They were filming in in Seattle. They were filming in the up, uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan. Obviously – you know, they had tons of there's snow. Tons of snow. There's, you know, <laughs> there's no reason why there wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. There's snow reason. Yeah. That's right. There's snow reason like show business, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I couldn't help. Yeah, it. that's true. <laughs> so at, at this point, uh, John, then, you know, it's, well, so he brushes off the snow. Barnes uh, opens up this this uh, blueprint that he brought, which doesn't really help. You'd think it would have been easier to bring like an atlas. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know how the blueprint. I mean, like it's crazy. <laughs> you know, did he steal it from the you know from the police museum? You know, bringing the <laughs> the, the guy yesterday playing uh, this whole thing with him. That's right. The guy yesterday playing with the plant is now wondering why there's an empty uh, space. You know, where they used to have yes. this uh, blueprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they, they could have just like... So I can imagine he's looking for it that's too. Right. That would have been a great shot if they would have, right before the shot, just shown someone walking in a police station and walking right by the thing and looking and doing a double take. Like, huh? Doing a double take, exactly. Trying to understand <laughs> why it's not there. And then, you know, we go to this scene and we see him unfolding it. And be like, oh, that's yes. where it went. Well, I mean, because it makes you think, like, if it's got that place of honor, right, like, under the bulletin board, it's obviously something they're looking at constantly, so somebody must be looking for it. Nope. Right. <laughs> that is true. They don't think the way we do. No, they don't. They don't. Because they're scripted. <laughs> We're unscripted. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Off the rails. That's right. And then John says to Barnes, Barnes. We looked at 12 houses and we're nowhere. <laughs> and then Barnes says to him, this is our last possibility. Over here, there's an old church. Now, okay, first of all, the fact that they've gone through 12 different houses is pretty impressive. Right. You know, now it makes you wonder why they would think that they're working out of a house. You know, if you look at this, this area and you say, okay, we have a group of military men that are here doing something nefarious. Okay, let's first go yes. look at the houses. And oh, by the way, what we have here left is this old abandoned church. Oh, okay. Hmm. Abandoned. Space. No, yeah. he just says an old church. Like, he says an old church, but but still, you know, it's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> you'd think I that agree. that's where you're going to go first. <laughs> you would think, like, hmm, which of these is not like the others? Right. But I mean, it it makes it impressive that they checked out twelve houses first. You know. They did. They they're very very. Um, what is the word I want? productive yes. in that short amount of time that's true and it, it makes me wonder like how did they search you know uh, i know <laughs> did they they knock on the door like you know there's some little old lady who chats with them and wonders what they're doing right. excuse me um did you see a group of paramilitary paramilitary uh you know men walk by here <laughs> yeah do you have some terrorists in your basement <laughs> <laughs> that's right so i don't know how they really checked them it it, it Especially since later this, you know, today and tomorrow, we'll see how they actually check the church. <laughs> so, yes. you know, if if that's how they were checking all these other houses, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Too funny. Yeah. Again, I, I if I would have been there, I would have, you know, gone for the church first. 
you would you know but see if you had been there this movie would be shorter so we can't do this we can't keep coming up with ways that we're going to make things that's better true. that's true all right you're fair <laughs> we that's lose fair. the movie that's otherwise <laughs> um and then barn system okay let's go <laughs> and, and then thank god barnes is there to move things along <laughs> and then john starts walking and then he goes wait <laughs> and he goes there's the church over there <laughs> and i mean it's great just the way that they you know that that they they're you know first of all did you see that he did never didn't even fold up the uh blueprint you know the way that he picked it up no, I missed he, that. He like picks it up in a way that <laughs> it would be just crumples it. He doesn't. It he doesn't pocket. completely crumple it, but he grabs it in a way that you would think is not the proper way to be uh, possibly uh, folding it up afterwards. And then we we see them like creeping. A... Okay, but I do have to say, I do have to say though, as somebody who has, and I'm sure you have as well, ever handled a paper map. You know, like when you're in a hurry, you do not have time to fold that thing properly. You're just going to crumple it and deal with it later. That's true. You're right. That's right. But but again, what did he do for these other 12 houses? Did he keep crumpling it each time? I, I don't you know. Because when he took it out, it looked as <laughs> if it was – crumpled it. If, when, when he took it out, it looks, it looks as if it was, it was folded properly. You know, <laughs> after each house, he's got to refold it, you know. He's going out with these plot holes, Harley. Yeah, seriously. Unacceptable. <laughs> Yes. And then we see them like creeping around a house, which is great. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> you know, is, are these, did they check the Christmas? Did they check these houses? Are these houses that they checked? <laughs> they better be. So wouldn't they have then also have already seen, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the church beforehand, by the way that they're coming through here. And I, I love that you see that the, the house that they're next to has uh, Christmas lights lit up. The one behind them is completely dark. You have even like a, a dog house. Yeah. You see a dog house that's also abandoned. There's always somebody who has absolutely no Christmas spirit in the neighborhood. Hey, 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 you know, hey. Maybe, like somebody... maybe they're Jewish. No, well, all right. Let me let me rephrase. <laughs> let me take out the, the people who celebrate. The people who celebrate, there's always some Scrooge who doesn't want to put the lights up. I, I eliminate <laughs> anyone who doesn't actually celebrate. That's yeah, but a how do you story. know? Because nobody's looking... No, oh, because well, because you know your neighbors generally. Okay, okay, no? yes, but but John and but, I mean, but John and Barnes don't know the who house. the neighbors are. That's true. That's true. So this may not be. This just could be the local Jewish family. There you You're go. right. Who who are apparently away because because <laughs> the house is dark. They're away. They're like we're done with this chaos. Get me out of here. This Christmas crap. <laughs> they're 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 <laughs> they go away. They're, they're out eating Chinese. You know, you know, we used to do that. <laughs> we used to we used to either go out for for dinner on on uh, on Christmas Eve, you know, because everything. Yes. Or, or, or quite often we went to movies, you know, because the movie theaters were empty. Love yeah, that. Yeah, we, we I I still yes. remember in 1985, my family we all went to go see Clue on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, and it was. We we would go Christmas night. Like my friends and I would go because after all the dinners and stuff were done, we didn't really have anywhere right. to go, so we would go to see a movie Christmas right. night. Right, but we would go. Not to mention they tend to release stuff Christmas Day. That's so. true. Also, well, did they release Christmas Day, or they usually release them the day before, or something like that, in order to. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But bottom line is, is that uh, yes, that that's the 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 Goldsteins are living next door there. You know. So who knows? <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> right. So I mean that they're keeping their dog inside. That's right. 
<laughs> well, you got to keep them away from from those terrorists in in the in the church next door. I'm telling you, you never know. These dogs are too friendly. They're just going to go in there, saunter in, and just make friends with the terrorists. It's not a good. That's look. right. That's very true. You don't want your family dog to be the one that's friendly with terrorists. That is very true. So we, <laughs> we see these Christmas lights on the building here. So it got me thinking about like the history of Christmas lights. Do you, do you know anything about the history oh of Christmas God. lights? No, see, I don't. Do I'm, I'm, I'm the first person to admit I know nothing about I the history. I love that this even occurred to you. Of course, of course. So do you know other names for, for Christmas lights? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, I know like certain types of lights. but No, but these, these could be known as fairy lights festive lights or string lights okay i see what you mean okay. have you ever heard any of those phrases before oh okay. yes because like fairy lights like people put them in their dorm room Ah, okay like when you have had like so i have <laughs> behind me in my room here i have a tree with lights on it and people say why do you still have a christmas tree oh my god you house? really do but and I just, have... just behind the curtain everyone this is the middle of july okay <laughs> christmas in july yes. in lisa's so, house it's not a Christmas tree. It's a tree with lights because this room has a fireplace. And so when we have fires, I like to have all the lights off and just this ambiance. This is not the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree is in the basement where it belongs because the Christmas tree goes in another room. But I can't find – you can't get lights like unless I string them myself. But we have this lovely wow. fireplace, and it's nice to have the ambiance. So that's what it is. It's a tree with lights, not a Christmas tree. And the lights are on because anytime I'm on any sort of video call, people go, why do you have that over there? And I explain it to them and they go, well, you need to turn it on. So I just leave it on now because people always get mad at me that it's oh, not okay. on. I thought people just get mad at you that you have a Christmas tree that, that's not a Christmas tree. They constantly are like, well, if you're going to have it, you should have it turned on. Okay. <laughs> so it's on. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. They're very fair. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So how far back do you think the idea goes of decorating a Christmas tree with lights? Oh, God. We'll start with, we'll with, start with that, yes. Well, you need, like, electricity for that. No, not so. necessarily. Oh, so you're talking, like, candles mm -hmm. and stuff on the tree. Yeah. Gosh, that goes back to Victorian times. Uh, it goes back to the 1539 is is the first okay, recorded use than I of of uh, you know of of putting them on a Christmas tree. Uh, they 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 had candles. They had candles on the on the trees back then. All right, now sounds safe. Uh, very much, very much. Now the illuminated Christmas tree, <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, became established in England during Queen Victoria's reign. So you were right about that. There we go. Uh, in 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 her journal in 1832, the 13-year-old princess wrote, after dinner, we then went into the drawing room near the dining room. There were two large round tables on which were placed two trees hung with lights and sugar ornaments. All the presents being placed yes. around the trees. Um, until the availability of inexpensive electrical power in the early 20th century, miniature candles were commonly uh, used. There are some cultures that still use them. All right. In 1895, uh, President Grover Cleveland was uh, had the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House, which which had nice. over 100 multicolored lights. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first recorded use of Christmas lights on outdoor trees occurred in San Diego in 1904, and only in New York City in 1912. Interesting. There are um, right. So in 1963, there was a boycott of Christmas lights in uh, Greenville, uh, North Carolina, 
that were in protest for segregation that kept blacks from being employed by downtown businesses in Greenville. And they actually started calling that, they called it the uh, Black Christmas Boycott. And it was, uh, they say that it was a very effective way to protest the culture and fiscal segregation in the town with a 33% black population. So that people who didn't have the lights on were in favor of desegregation. Good. Okay. So I'm in favor of this too. Yeah. All right, good. In 1973, when during the oil shortage, uh, and they had an embargo on OPEC, so uh, Nixon actually asked Americans not to put up Christmas lights in order to conserve energy. Uh, many Americans complied, and that year there were fewer displays. And in the mid-2000s, there's a video of the home of someone named Carson Williams, uh, and he had a viral video because it had uh, he has a, a hobby of he has more than 250,000 lights. That's just amazing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people people do crazy light displays over here now. Like people have, there are people who like the same way you have haunted house displays and things like that. People fundraise all year and there are certain houses in whatever area you're in that will do like literal displays. Like they'll be on during the week and the weeks up to Christmas and whatever it is. And they're basically taking donations. They're tuned and they're in time with music and all this other stuff. And you listen to the radio in your car. You can hear the music that they're dancing to. It's a whole yeah, thing now. Seriously. It's crazy. And so once, uh, you know, when when do you think people started doing track lighting? You know, for Christmas. Uh, for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. Some sometime in the seventies. Sixties. Okay, very close. Very close. Started in the sixties, and obviously it has become uh, very popular. You know, as you said, yes. everyone's trying to outdo the their neighbors when it comes to these type of things. That's you it. Know, you, you, there there are numerous uh, examples of movies that 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 talk about. You know the whole idea of you know wanting to have the the, the brightest and and uh, most illuminated house right. or most decorated house and stuff like right. that. So, yeah, I just thought that would that would be interesting to to to, to mention. It is pretty cool. And people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I've never said that. I've, what other podcasts I've are never giving said that. you these? Yeah, things. seriously. No. That's true. <laughs> Whatever, what other podcasts run by a Jew are giving you these things? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Good point. That is true. Um, yeah. So at this point, then John starts, uh, you know, walking. They continue to walk. And, you know, we hear Barnes and then say, there's the church over there. So is he, is he like telling that to John or is he telling it to us? You know, like where, who's who is that benefiting? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Just giving us a heads up. We need to be oriented yeah. here. You know, and then we get a nice shot of 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 the 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 church in the distance, and then you know the the, the yes. minute ends with John giving a very intense look towards towards the uh, yes. towards the church. You know, so we're we're not really sure what he's you know looking at and what he's saying. Cold. Yeah. The cold wind that's affecting. That's right. Psyche. People will have to come back tomorrow to find out what John is possibly thinking. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. And but yes. but I do like how at the end of this minute, you know, we see this intense look on John's face. But if you look to his left, we have the you know we have a lot of the the lights that are out of focus, mm -hmm. but you still see the the lights illuminating the you know the Christmas lights there. So I think that's a, a nice way to yes. do it. Yes. 
That's right. important. So do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? I'm All right. Good. So the, the script uh, obviously is very similar, but we'll still go through it. So then Holly says, I was wondering, our flight was only supposed to be five and a half hours. Our, our flight was only supposed to be five and a half hours, almost sheepishly. Do we have enough fuel for all the this endless circling? Pause. The stewardess's face sense it, uh, eases into an, an official smile. Oh, of course we do. They anticipate little problems like this. She moves away. We, we tighten on Holly. She's chilled by the lie. Worried. She turns, looks mm -hmm. over at the airphone. And then it says a, a, a tight shot on McLean's waist. His beeper shows as he climbs something. We widen. He and Barnes are outside a house that backs up to the airport. Both peer over the fence. It's a modest DC suburban track job. People trim a tree. It could be Norman Rockwell. McLean, hell, these people are hanging their goddamn <laughs> stockings. They drop down into the snow, crunch to the next fence. Look at a second house. No tree. People having dinner. A menorah burning on the windowsill. McLean then says, and these people aren't. You see, it's the Goldsteins. There you go. <laughs> we were right. Ah, you were right. <laughs> we were right. <laughs> and, and I'll honestly say I didn't read the the, the script beforehand. You know. I trust I, you. I, I, trust I actually you. didn't have a chance to do so. So there you go. And says, they've come to a corner. That now they go funny. back to the street. Spread Barnes's map over the hood of Barnes's still humming car. Far behind them, we see the illuminated airport tower, centered in a dark blot that should be brightly active. Uh, that should be brightly active runways. Barnes reaches inside his jacket, fumbles in in, in his jammed plastic pocket uh, thingy for a little flashlight. He checks the map. Four more possibilities: three houses and a church. They cross the intersection on foot, walk over the lawn. It's further to the next place. More prosperous yard. Something suddenly, McLean puts up his hand. Barnes stops. Both look at the next property, the church. And that's how it stops. Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun. Till next that's time. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. Um, it's, it. it's, it's always fun reading, reading what they have to say here. Uh, obviously, the way they do it in the movie is better. You know, it, uh, yes. oh, much better. You know, so it gave us lots to talk about, about whether or not that dark house is true or not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So every Thursday, we have a segment called Aviation Thursday, where my guests will give their top five movies that are somehow related to aviation. It could be uh, an airport, yes. could be an airplane, could be space. So, what have you got for us, Lisa? All right. Leggy. Did I get it right? I get it right. You got, got it. Right. Nicely done. You got it, Rob. And I didn't Good look job. it up. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> uh, number five for me is Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, um, which is great because I remember being in film class and, you know, looking at, you know, techs riding the bomb down and our professor asking if we, if, you know, if we thought anything about that particular scene and me smirking because, you know, I'm 17, 18 years old. And of course I think sexual things, but then of course you don't want to say that out loud. Turns out that's exactly what was intended and should have, you know, been bold and said something, but I didn't. Um, but of course, such a brilliant film. Number four, Top Gun. I'm sure this has come up before. Uh, number three, Up in the Air which for whatever reason, I just love the characterization in that film. I love the, um, 
I, I love George Clooney. I love Vera Farmiga. I love uh, Anna Kendrick. I just love the way they all kind of come together. And something about that movie just hits for me. And I, I love the film in general. Jason Reitman is a fan. I'm a fan of his. Um, uh, Rad- uh, bleh, words are hard. Red Eye comes in at number two. Because, you know, obviously I have to put some sort of creepy movie in there. Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams. And I feel like people have forgotten. Is that pronounced Killian? I always thought it was Cillian. Hmm, interesting. No, I, I believe that the Gaelic pronunciation. No, it could be. I, I actually saw that movie for the first time a few months ago. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a good film, and I feel like it's just been forgotten. And, um, of course, number one is Con Air. Because if we're going to talk 90s action films, this is one of the pinnacles of that. It's just so amazing. Um, so, All right. yeah. I very love that cool. film. And so those are my top five. Very cool. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Uh, so, Lisa, you want to once again tell people uh, how they can get in touch with you. Where can they find Lisa Leahy? Absolutely. They can find Lisa Leahy on Rabbit Hole Podcast Network. And you can hear me on podcasts such as Between the Scares, in which we are discussing every film that Jason Blum and Blumhouse Productions have put out into the world. And we are thankfully well into the horror world, so I'm happy about that. You can hear me on Pictures and Conversations, a uh, rabbit hole podcast book club. We put those out on the 20th of every month. And you can find Rabbit Hole Podcast Network on rabbitholepodcasts.com. You can find me on Twitter at Foolish Minion Twenty. Oh, wow. Okay, and I, you know I didn't mention before when you mentioned Con Air is your number one movie. So obviously, big shout out to to Jay and Mark, uh, who who you yes. know just two months ago finished their Con Air podcast. But anyone you know who's interested can it's a great podcast. It. Both you and I have been on it. Uh, anyone who's interested, you can go back yep. and listen to all all forty episodes of uh, how they broke down Con Air scene by scene. And, uh, you know, they even figured out the seating, uh, you know, the seating chart of all of the different cons. So, you know, you should go check that out. It's such a great uh, way to, to, to look at this movie. And it really just enhances the, the whole idea of the movie, the way that the, these discussions go. Very worth yes, your time. Completely. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. So, Lisa, you feel like coming back in tomorrow to finish up this week to see I would to see what to happens at this church. You know, Where we end up. I think John, John and Barnes are going to the chapel. Are they going to get married? I don't know. Oh. That would take this movie in a very different direction. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> the terrorists to the, uh, right. the ushers. There you go. Well, what's left of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you don't want a huge wedding party. I mean, that's a that's lot true. of mouths to feed. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Well, until tomorrow, yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages, it 